Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. A few weeks go by, and one night, my husband and I uh, went to the market and came home. We start hearing voices and footsteps, and we're like, okay, okay, no, 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 no. So he goes and gets the rifle. He says, you stay here, Aaron. And I said, okay, okay, I'll stay here. And I'm, you know, I'm freaking out. I'm, I'm shaking. I'm scared. There's no way around it. There's someone in the back room. He goes with the rifle and he goes to open the door. And he goes in, there's closets right there. And he's walking towards the closet. And there's nobody there and he slides the other one back. Now we're hearing footsteps and voices within the house. It's so darn scary. Hi, this is Shannon in Abu Dhabi. And you are listening to RPA, Real Paranormal Activity, with my good friend, Aaron Hunter. Welcome. I'm Aaron Hunter, purveyor of paranormal stories, the occult, and the unexplained. Welcome to RPA. I hope you enjoy your stay. Hey guys, Aaron here, and Britt is currently away, and it is Monday, January 25th, 2021, episode 251. How's everyone out there around the world doing? I hope everyone's staying safe, and as here in the States, not too much is going on. It's been a quiet week, which is a good thing. And of course, we are currently rolling out the new vaccinations, so we'll see how that goes in the coming months. But yeah, all is quiet, not too much to report. Of course, this Tuesday, a brand new show of Aaron's Horror Show is coming out. And also Wednesday, a brand new show of Terry's Mysterious Moments is coming out as well. So we have something to look for. And we do have some interviews booked coming up next month. I think you guys are going to enjoy them. And we can take a little break from listener stories. And as always, if you have a paranormal experience you'd like to share, merely send it in to Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at realparanormalactivity.com. And I'll read it off on a future episode. And also, for those of you who want to be on the show and do an interview, 
merely send in your PR sheet to Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at realparanormalactivity.com, and I'll take a look at it, and we'll get you booked. Other than that, yeah, everything's going nice and smooth. So, we are going to put another dent into our backlog. So, you guys know what that means. Oh, yeah, come on. Say it with me. Say it with me. That's right, too. The story then. Follow me right this way. No pushing, no shoving, and the fires are blazing. Grab a beanbag over there in the corner. Find an empty spot on the floor. And as always, get behind my desk here. Oh, yeah. I think I need another new chair, guys. All right. And I print off Britt's packet. Let's see what she sent us. And Britt, if you're listening, thank you for doing that. Oh, yeah. We got uh, some medium ones and a long one. All right. Let me take a sip of my green tea real quick. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. So good when it hits the lips. All right. Let's see here. The first one. This one is by Allison, and it's titled House on Campus. Okay, Allison. Let's see what you got, man. Creative writing majors have a home on Arizona State University campus. And I don't mean a dorm. I mean a literal home, like a house. It's been there for almost the whole history of the school. Virginia Piper and her husband built this Victorian-style three-bedroom home and worked out of it. They hosted poets, authors, and artists of all kinds. When the college became a university, and when Virginia couldn't live there anymore from her advanced age, they donated the house and it's been used ever since as a meeting place for student writers. Guest speakers give small, intimate lectures in the sitting room and parlor, and the bedrooms are offices. Just imagine this house, complete with a garden and a few cats roaming around in the shade. It looks like a serious house right in the middle of the college campus, and it's really haunted. When I went in to turn in a paper for a writing contest, I'd never been inside, and they had the submission box right by the door. When I went in to look around and get out of the heat, I got the creeps. It was kind of like nothing was in focus when I looked around. I knew there were people inside the house, maybe one or two people upstairs, so I wasn't bothered by noises, except when the submission box lid clattered. Nothing was in that box except papers. It wasn't locked or anything, but that lid was heavy. There's no wind, no ventilation that could have moved that indoors. Honestly, it sounded like someone had just barely lifted the lid with the pad of their finger, then let it drop. That box was a full six inches away from my left elbow, and I was the only person on the first floor. It was almost two semesters later, I was in a writing class, and they got to talking about the house. This was the first I'd been told other people thought it was haunted. The room kind of lit up with people mentioning experiences. The professor came in and we all got kind of sheepish, but she looked at us and confirmed what we were saying. She candidly told us 
she refused to work in there alone after dark and that she'd been locked in a bathroom upstairs when she was the only one there. She said there were no footsteps coming to or from the door when it happened and I've been up there. The floor squeaked something awful. From her experience, she heard the door lock, which shouldn't happen. She tried to get out for about a minute and a half, then she heard it unlock. She told us she left right after that. I didn't spend a lot of time there, but I personally think this might be Virginia poking around and tending her old house and the students. Love the podcast. And that's from Allison. Hey, Allison, great story. Thank you very much for uh, sharing that. Yeah, it could very well be. Pretty interesting. I I love it when the professor came in and just said, yeah, you know, you guys are, uh, you're not going crazy. <laughs> I uh, When I was reading this, it brought back memories of uh, the private university I went to. And it was started by a doctor and his house was kind of like this it was on campus and it was uh it looked like a miniature castle from what i remember you know old stone brick um and you enter it and it was like going back in time early 1900s all wood yeah everything creaked everything squeaked as you walked i remember it being you know everything was so small in that place it was a big house though I think it was two or three stories but what I mean by small is that uh, the doorways were kind of narrow the stairwell or stairway uh, were narrow as well and kind of steep uh, yeah it's kind of compact it's not like our homes that we have here in the states where you know we have a we have quite a bit of room to move around in so uh, some of you guys might know what I'm talking about if you go into some of these old Victorian style homes but yeah yeah um, I know what you're talking about yeah I love it uh, I like how all the other students start talking about it and like I already mentioned the professor overheard some of the conversations and just said yeah you know I'm not gonna work there after dark and I got locked in there in the bathroom <laughs> uh, love it thank you again for uh, sharing Allison all right what do we got next and it sounds like my voice is starting to go out again I don't know what's going on hmm I feel fine all right let's see here what do we got this one is by Laney and it's titled this house haunted or am I just crazy okay Laney let's see what you got man so, there are a few things that happened, all in the couple of years I was living in Virginia. We were living on base. My dad was in the military at that time. I loved it there. It was a big two-story house with three bedrooms and a downstairs that was huge. It was all well and good before some different things started to happen. The first thing that happened was around Christmas time. My two older sisters, my parents and I, were all outside hanging up Christmas lights and having a pretty fun time. And it was nighttime and relatively dark. My dad and I were chatting. 
I don't remember what exactly about, but mid-sentence, he stopped and said, Look up there, and pointed towards the upstairs window that faced where we were at the time. I looked just in time to see a shadow move out from under the blinds like it knew it had been caught, and I saw the blind smack into the window and settle back into place. My first assumption was that this was my brothers playing around in my parents' room. They were not supposed to be in there, and I walked into the house, ready to reprimand my little brothers. But when I looked into the living room, all three of them were fast asleep with a movie playing. My animals were down there as well, and when I went upstairs to see if someone had been in there, the door was closed. So it's not as if the animals could have gotten in there. That seemed very odd to me. My parents immediately said it was a ghost, and that's what they believed. But I was not so convinced. The second event freaked me out more. It was nighttime again, and I got ready for a shower and hopped in as I did every night. About halfway through my shower, the curtains suddenly were yanked open. My first reaction was that it was one of my brothers trying to pull a prank on me, so I started yelling, Don't do that! It's not funny! and pulled the curtains back shut. But when I looked, no one was in the bathroom, and I knew I didn't hear a door shut. I then reached out and jiggled the doorknob, and it was locked. The very last incident that happened baffled me. I shared a room with my two sisters, and my brothers shared the other room. Every day, when I walked upstairs to sleep, I found a toy on my bed. <laughs> I thought my brothers were doing it and told them to stop and started to lock my door every time I left it. My sisters were always with me and my brothers could not have gotten in the room. But still, every night, I would find a toy on my bed and I would tuck it underneath my bed and go to sleep. How could a toy have gotten on my bed from my brother's room when the door was locked? My sisters were with me all day, so they didn't do it. And my brothers were very young and didn't have a key to my room. Is it possible that there was a ghost of a child in my house? With the pulling of the shower curtain, running away from the window, and a mysterious toy on my bed every day, that's the way it seems. What are your thoughts? Thank you for reading. And that's from Lainey. Hey, Lainey, thank you very much for uh, sharing that. That's an interesting story. Another uh, military base, man. I love these things. I, uh, I found it curious that, uh, you know, your parents right away, they obviously believe in the paranormal. They must have some experience of their own. They said it's a ghost, you know, that first event. But you weren't convinced. So that's, that's some good thinking there. Uh, but yeah, uh, it doesn't seem, it seems to be playful, whatever it is. I was up there in your parents' room watching you guys. It left the window. The whole shower curtain thing, I don't know what that's all about, but it might be just saying, you know, hey, I'm here, or it may just be playing with you. And then after that, you find a, a toy on the middle of your bed every night. <laughs> Interesting, door locked. It sounds like your brothers are pretty young. They don't have a key. 
Hmm. Yeah, it could be a little a little kid. Maybe the whole toy thing is uh, like an apology of something, right? Sorry for scaring you. Here's a toy. I don't know. But yeah, I've uh, there's been a couple stories in the past seasons where, yeah, uh, children have been finding toys on their bed. Uh, kind of like this. You know, they're gone for the day, go to school, come back, there's something on their bed. Whatever it may be. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. It's a great story. All right. What's next? What do we got? This one is by Dave. And it's titled, Vacuuming Bothers Them. Okay, Dave. Let's see what you got, man. This is my first time on RPA. This story is of my first personal experience with the paranormal and life has been an adventure ever since. In the beginning, I was both curious and skeptic. I would try to rationalize anything I heard about. That was until I had my own encounter. As a young adult, I was a carpenter for a couple of decades until what was keeping me young started making me old. I left that type of work and went back to college and got my degree. During that time, I was taking full-time classes and working a couple part-time jobs to keep our family afloat. I was married and had two beautiful daughters. One of my jobs was a custodian for a local church. It worked out because of the flexibility to work around my classes. I cleaned the old building that was built in the early 1900s. It is a two-story building along with a full basement. Quick layout of the second floor is a basic backwards L. The longest part was about 100 feet and the short being 45 feet with multiple rooms on both sides. Vacuuming was one of the main duties I performed. The vacuum was an industrial model that came equipped with an extra long cord that allowed me to do multiple rooms while using an outlet in the hallway. On the first occasion, I had vacuumed several rooms, a part of the hall, and was headed in a smaller room. I entered, pulling the cord with me as it slid against the door frame opposite of the door. I took several steps in doing my work and realized the room had not been used since my last time there. I turned the vacuum cleaner around to find the door closed behind me. I was in the room only for a few seconds for the door to close behind me. I checked and double checked if anything natural could cause it to close with no results. Several weeks later, on the same floor, but a little further down the hall, I entered a large room carrying the coil of cord with me because I would need the extra length. I dropped the coil of cord and as I took one step, all the cord was pulled sharply into the hallway to where it was plugged up at. I quickly went to the door and looked toward the direction of the outlet and nobody was there. Mind you, I was the only one in the locked building. I searched all the rooms, but no one was there. I gathered the cord back up and went on to do the room, only for it to happen again. I'm starting to get goosebumps at this point. After giving it some time, I was able to calm down enough to continue my day's work without any other disturbances. 
A few weeks later, I was on the short part of the hallway headed toward the corner vacuuming when, all of a sudden, a filter on the front of the vacuum cleaner just flipped out and up in the air, landing several feet in front of me. I kind of tilted my head to the side trying to figure out what just happened. I walked up to where it landed, and as I reached down, I was able to see down the long part of the hallway. As I glanced down the hall, I could see a large black mass floating in the hall only about 10 feet from me. It didn't have any constructive shape, and I could not see anything through it. It wasn't a shadow on the wall, but right in the middle of the hallway. I started to get scared. Just as soon as I realized it was there, it shot straight at me, lightning fast, and I guess one would say went right through me. I screamed like a little girl and I jumped backwards and bounced off the corner wall behind me. I was left sitting on the floor, huffing and puffing, scared out of my wits, looking in every direction trying to figure out what had just happened. I was unable to continue working that evening and went home shaken up. I was able to go back the next day to finish the work until I finished up school without anything else happening. Ever since that last incident, eight years ago, I still remember it to this day, and it scared the hell out of me. Thanks for reading. And that's from Dave. Wow, Dave. Man, I don't blame you. Yeah, you know, you never believed in this stuff until something happens. That's usually what, that's usually how it happens to everybody. Uh, and that was eight years ago. Looks like he didn't mention anything else. Yeah, these, most of this stuff is like one-time things. As I mentioned before in, you know, other seasons, uh, a lot of our stories come from, you know, they're older now. Uh, and they just remember that one time back at, you know, whatever, grandma's house when they were 16, something odd happened. And they write in about it. So, yeah, thank you for sharing that. Uh, I've heard of black masses before. Um cloud-like things but most of the time it's uh they see it in the corner of their eye and then it fades away quickly and they kind of rub their eyes and they're not sure if they actually saw a cloud-like shape right shadowy uh this is the first time i've ever read anything that it actually came at you looks like it um he says uh it doesn't like vacuuming yeah, maybe he doesn't like the vacuuming. It looks like it tried to sabotage it at one time, but the, the filter on top flew off onto the floor. And it keeps on, um, you know, pulling on your cord, that sort of thing. Then again, it may not like you in that area, wherever you're at. I don't know. <laughs> uh, too bad you didn't... Uh, I'm sure you probably did, but you just forgot about it. But, you know, uh, ask the clergy there at that church you know hey uh is there anything you want to tell me about this place you know don't lead on to anything paranormal but just to hear what they would say because i i find it hard to believe that you're the only one that has seen this thing or you know weird things uh as far as in your case uh, your vacuum cleaner is being messed with <laughs> 
but uh yeah great story man i don't blame you for screaming like a little girl i i probably wouldn't have gone back but you did go back to finish the job the next day uh yeah that that would uh that would have shook me up hey dave thank you very much for sharing and that is it from brit's packet and as always guys we are flattered that you come and listen to the monday show and the other shows and the videos and of course the entertaining films from indie authors just trying to get their work out there uh, just thank you very much for coming to the rpa network and hopefully you're finding something that you enjoy either it's one show or just the video shows or, or whatever you know we try to provide you guys a menu of different things uh, to choose from and uh, thank you very much to our premium members really helps out paying the bills and if you guys want to be a premium member it's only three dollars and 99 cents a month you can cancel anytime you could just get one month if you like it helps us out anything does and how you do that is go to realparanormalactivity.com big old button there and you create your own account and your own login or get the free rpa app just do a search in your app store for real paranormal activity the podcast you'll see our iconic aqua blue eye download it for free you can stream anytime anywhere you can log in and also create your premium account through there as well and what you get is all the premium rpa monday show episodes the listener stories the past interviews the past bonus shows you also get a little bit over 30 audiobooks of folklore from countries from around the world and you get hours and hours and hours of content it's not a donation you get something for your money and i think it's worth three dollars and 99 cents a nice fair price and so with that i hope everyone around the world stays safe with this pandemic hopefully it'll be over soon hopefully the vaccines will be out and we can get back to whatever normal is and so i am calling it the show has been produced by myself and Britta and is also made possible by LaFosse Corporation. And man, we love you. You know it. Yes, we do. As always, thank you and good night.